This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Thursday. If you'd like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And what a busy day. Close to an hour ago, the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, decided that he would address some of the issues surrounding the search of former President Donald Trump's estate in South Florida. There, we have uh, the full four minutes, which we're going to play shortly in case you did not hear it. Uh, there, I listened to the coverage leading up to it. He was supposed to start at 2.30. Uh, his remarks really didn't happen until about uh, 3 o'clock. So I, I listened to the, the coverage from one of the uh, mainstream legacy networks, and it was just, it was, to me, stunning. It was hosted by three or four different women that came in, journalists. One supposedly was a former FBI agent herself, and... The central theme of it was that here we go on a road to violence again. This is all looking like uh, the, the the kind of thing that happened before January 6th, the dreaded January 6th that cost people their lives, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, when they, when they talk about costing people their lives, they're not talking about Ashley Babbitt, number one. Uh, then the hostesses of this so-called news journalism go on to say, over and over again, repeatedly, that they are monitoring all the sites that the right wing is on. The right wing is so inflamed. The right wing extremists are so inflamed, and the FBI is presented in these uh, in, in in these news stories or in the lead up here, the reportage as just people doing their jobs. Why they're just doing their jobs, and we don't understand all this hostility toward the FBI and everything else now. Here's the curious thing. You have these reporterettes 
for this major network saying that they have been monitoring for the last two or three days all these right-wing extremist sites, yet they never seem to report anything that's on there except that people have violent rhetoric. They never reported, for instance, what we all know is that the judge that signed on to this warrant had connections to the Obama administration. He gave thousands of dollars to Obama that he was uh, uh, connected with Jeffrey Epstein. Never mentioned that at all. Didn't come up once. Nor did it come up why conservatives and Republicans are mad, because they have and are aware that there was a two-tier justice system. And all of you who use Twitter, I know many of you follow me on Twitter, at Bo Snurley on Twitter, or you follow me on Facebook, But on Twitter, you see so many people commenting on the two-tier justice system, and it is inexplicable that none of these so-called journalists seem fit to report that as a reason for the anger. None of them report on the anger at the FBI, that the FBI is responsible for generating some of that anger with their handling of Donald Trump during the phony coup, the Russian coup investigation. All this stuff is on social media. The so-called right-wing extremists talk about this stuff all the time. But yet, when it comes to these mainstream reports, no, they just gloss over anything that could give true context to the story. And instead, they just focus on their very narrow view that it's a bunch of right-wing extremists that are really behind Donald Trump, and they're upset with the pure-as-wind-driven-snow FBI for no reason, and these poor people at the FBI are just doing their job, and poor old Merrick Garland and poor old Christopher Wray are just, just, just victims of these awful, awful people on the right wing who at any moment could burst out because they're talking about war. They're talking about all sorts of things that are just unconscionable to talk about. Never once do any of these reporterettes ever mention that for the past 25 years, the GOP has been accused by the left of having a war against women and violent rhetoric, rhetoric all the time that comes from the left. Maxine Waters demanding that people follow members of the Trump administration wherever they are and draw a crowd to put them in danger. Chuck Schumer openly threatening members of the Supreme Court, a member of the Supreme Court, Justice Kavanaugh. Never once do they mention any of the violent words that come from the left. No, 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 it's just these awful right-wing extremists who must be, oh, and the words anti-Semitic came up, and they're spewing anti-Semitism. Never once do they tell you what exactly is being said, because they won't report on that. They just smear people with these allegations and provide zero proof of anything. This is the state of today's journalism. Now, if there are these comments being made, they should tell us what they are. They should report the comments. And I'm not denying that there could be some some comments, but how do you know if the person making a comment on social media is truly a right-wing extremist? How do you know that? 
do do these reporterettes, make them take lie detector tests? Do they question them and say, can you confirm to me that you are a right-wing extremist? No. This is all supposition and assertions by so-called intelligent reporterettes. They're full of they're crap. Nothing, they're nothing but tools for the Democrat Party. Now, as I mentioned, Merrick Garland spoke. Four minutes. We're not going to get through the whole four minutes without me adding my two cents in. So we might as well start right now. Good afternoon. Since I became Attorney General, I have made clear that the Department of Justice will speak through its court filings and its work. Just now, the Justice Department has filed a motion in the Southern District of Florida to unseal a search warrant and property receipt relating to a court-approved search that the FBI conducted earlier this week. That search was of premises located in Florida belonging to the former president. The department did not make any public statements on the day of the search. The former president publicly confirmed the search that evening, as is his right. Copies of both the warrant and the FBI property receipt were provided on the day of the search to the former president's counsel, who was on site during the search. Hold it right there. Now, there are some discrepancies here because Trump's attorney said that they were presented with it. They were not allowed to read or keep some of the documentation here. We need to get an answer on that. Who's lying? Whether Merrick Garland is lying right now or whether the Trump lawyer was lying. We need to get an answer. Let's continue. Come on, man. The search warrant was authorized by a federal court upon the required finding of probable cause. The property receipt is a document that federal law requires law enforcement agents to leave with the property owner. The department filed the motion to make public the warrant and receipt in light of the former president's public confirmation of the search, the surrounding circumstances, and the substantial public interest in this matter. Faithful adherence to the rule of law is the bedrock principle of the Justice Department and of our democracy. Stop right there. Don't make me laugh. At least if it is, it's not your Justice Department because you guys don't have an adherence to faithful administration of the law. Pick it up. Upholding the rule of law means applying the law evenly, without fear or favor. Evenly my behind. Come on. I mean, Hunter Biden is still sitting out there. Nothing's been served there. You haven't raided his home. How about raiding Joe Biden's basement to see whether the big man has any documents about the money that was passed up through him, according to Hunter Biden's own laptop? Let's not, let's not try to fool the American people, sir, with this BS. Because many of us actually follow the news and know that you're talking out of both sides of your lying mouth right now. I watch. That is precisely what the Justice Department is doing. No, it's not. Go ahead. All Americans are entitled to the even-handed application of the law, to due process of the law, and to the presumption of innocence. Much of our work is by necessity conducted out of the public eye. We do that 
to protect the constitutional rights of all Americans and to protect the integrity of our investigations. And you do it to hide your dirt. Let's not, let's not just hide behind those nice little words. You do it because if you were transparent about what it is you're really doing, the American people would be aghast. Federal law, longstanding department rules, and our ethical obligations ethical. prevent me from ethical. providing further details. This guy has the nerve to use the word ethical. Details as to the basis of the search at this time. There are, however, certain points I want you to know. First, I personally approve the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. We know you told Joe Biden. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. Where possible, it is standard practice to seek less intrusive means as an alternative to a search and to narrowly scope any search that is undertaken. Third, let me address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. Good. Then stand by silently when their integrity is fairly attacked. Like you're running a two-tier justice system. Like the FBI that went after Donald Trump while he was in office and tried to create the circumstances of a coup don't deserve to be in office. The leadership of the FBI needs to be swept clean, and your corrupt DOJ needs to be swept clean. That's not unfair criticism. It is fair criticism. So you don't have to stand by silently while people say unfair things. Why don't you just stand by silently while we tell the truth about your corrupt dist your corrupt. Department of Justice and your corrupt FBI. The men and women of the FBI and the Justice Department are dedicated, patriotic public servants. Every day, they protect the American people from violent crime, terror. Every day, they protect Democrats. Every single day, they protect the Democrat political class from having to answer for their criminal behavior. ...and other threats to their safety while safeguarding our civil rights. They do so at great personal sacrifice and risk to themselves. I am honored to work alongside them. This is all I can say right now. More information will be made available in the appropriate way and at the appropriate time. Thank you. The first order of business when Republicans take the House should be to impeach this man. Impeach Merrick Garland, that should be the first order of business. You're killing me, Smalls. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The 
WABC Talk Radio 77. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off. Frankie Valley, Four Seasons Bring Us Back. Trump backlash to FBI search fuels concern over political violence. Oh, no. What is this? Oh, no. The left is concerned over political violence. Isn't that amazing? Why the same left was never concerned about the political violence that raged in Portland for month after month. Remember that when they were burning down Portland? Remember when the left took over the streets of Washington State in Seattle? Remember that? Left didn't seem to be so concerned about political violence then. It's funny. When real violence happens and it's the left committing the violence, the left doesn't care. And the left journalists don't care. They barely reported it on their big networks. But now, all of a sudden, pro-Trump backlash to FBI search fuels concern over political violence, woo-hoo-hoo, they're concerned. Some of Trump's most fervent backers describe this week's legal development as reflecting a country in the midst of civil war. And in isolated cases, some far-right extremists call for mobilization in response to what was depicted as an act of tyranny by lawless federal agents. You forgot to add with their jackboot, the jackbooted thugs. Although the FBI search was based on a warrant approved by a federal judge, that did not stop Republicans from claiming the probe arose from a desire to damage President Biden's main rival rather than potentially criminal conduct linked to Trump. Can I amend that? Of course I can. It's my show. Let me show you the way that this this sentence should have been reported if we had a fair media. Although the FBI search was based on a warrant approved by a federal judge who had contributed thousands to Obama and was a friend of Jeffrey Epstein, that didn't stop Republicans from claiming the probe arose from a bias inside the FBI fueled by Trump hate. Yeah. The GOP's choice to turn a probe into the mishandling of classified documents into a cause celeb is dangerous, particularly given Trump's history of Trump's history of calling on private violence, mobs, and militants for support. So here we are. The president now has a history of calling for violence. I would like them to produce one, one, one example where the president called on a mob for violence. But this crap, this crap is what passes for reportage in The Hill. And The Hill is one of the most widely read publications in Washington, D.C. And this is the kind of 
toilet journalism that comes out of it. This is what I mean. The left is good at their narrative, but these people claim to be monitoring the right, but they never report on the things that the people on the right actually talk about. And then they talk about one prominent figure, Jack Posobiec, posted series of inflammatory posts this week on Telegram, including one with more than 62,000 views that, quote-unquote, the federal security state has declared war on Donald J. Trump and his supporters. What's so inflammatory about that? You people have been saying Republicans have declared a war on women, all women. You people on the left have said Republicans have had a war on children with school-age stuff, never mind the fact that you're the ones who supported an open genocide on children in the womb. You never report that. The real wars in the street, Portland, Seattle, Baltimore, Kenosha, Detroit, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Oakland. Guys never report on that as if there's actual war and violence happening in the streets. You never report on the war that happens in the inner cities of America every single weekend and put it in that context. Oh, no, no, no. The only people that you are concerned about violence are the people that are not committing violence. Trump supporters, by and large. Now, I realize that there may be a few people on the fringe out there that support Trump. There are a few people on the fringe that support Bernie Sanders. You've got a lot of people on the fringe that support Joe Biden. There are always going to be people on the fringe. But if you take away the people on the fringes of society, the main people that support Donald Trump are law-abiding citizens who have respect for America and respect for the laws of America. You are the party of lawlessness. You want open borders that let people come into this country without ever vetting them. You are the people that don't, every time you run into a law you don't like, you change it. You're the people of censorship. You're the people who want a totalitarian society where only the way you think is allowed. So you know what? All this nonsense that you people go through, every cycle, no matter what happens in the news, you people are incapable of telling the truth. You're incapable of being intellectually honest about anything concerning Donald Trump. You're incapable of telling any other side of the story than your own Democrat Party talking points because you're not journalists. You are an appendage. You are a subsidiary of the Democrat Party. That's all you are. And the DOJ is a subsidiary of the Democratic Party. And the FBI has turned into a subsidiary of the Democratic Party. That is the way we view things. And we view things based on the actions of the FBI, not on some need to be inflammatory. I don't want to inflame people. I certainly don't want anyone that listens to me or any other talk radio host to go out and commit violence against somebody. That's not what we're after. We don't want a war in this country. I don't want a civil war in this country. I want people to obey the law in this country. But I want the law to be dispensed with justly, not just after Republicans. You look at the way that your party has treated people like General Flynn, Paul Manafort, Scooter Libby. Look at the way that they dragged 
poor old Roger Stone, harmless little Roger Stone off the jail like he was some uh, 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 serial killer or murderer or something like that. And then look at the treatment that your buddies get, the Hillary Clintons of the world. We had people during the Clinton administration that openly bragged about the payoffs that they were giving the Clintons. Oh, John Wong, I'll never forget that. Could barely speak English, but said, the White House like a subway. You put the coins in, and you get what you want. They never did anything to him. They never did anything to Bernard Schwartz of Loral Space, who allegedly gave our, our secrets, defense secrets, to China and was a big donor of Clinton. You can go on up through the Clinton Foundation and go through all the money they get there. Never traced, never worried. Look at what Hunter Biden did and what, or he, what he's alleged to do. We don't get any kind of real investigation on that. We've never gotten a real investigation on Hillary Clinton and, and any justice served for her mishandling of classified documents, which makes all of this stuff about classified documents laughable now. Don't talk to us about classified documents after what Hillary got away with. Stuff on Anthony Weiner's laptop. You ever question Huma, how it got there? Ever question Anthony Weiner? The only thing he went to jail for was for some of his perverse behavior, not for his misuse of classified documents. So don't sit here and pretend that we're off our rockers for pointing out that you people are thoroughly 100% corrupt. And that is not inflammatory language. It's just the truth. Only problem is, you people on the left can't handle the truth. Wake up! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. of rock and roll, Johnny B. Good. Chuck Berry, he used to carry his FBI director Christopher Ray has pushed back on threats following unprecedented, unprecedented raid on Trump. He calls the threats deplorable and dangerous. Oh, here's that word again, deplorable. Where have we heard that word before? Deplorable. 
if they're doing something that is deplorable, that must mean they are deplorables. Because only the deplorables would do something deplorable. Well, I wonder who the deplorables are. What say you, Christopher Ray? Who are the deplorables? Who are these people that you're talking about that are so, so deplorable? Yeah. Let's head to the telephones. Why don't we? People have been wanting to weigh on this thing all show. Louie, Coney Island, welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77, Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you, Louie? Thank you, sir. Thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. I, you know, uh, you stole my thunder, but I'll get, I'll, I'll be brief. You know, um, a while ago, a guy by the name of Kumi, uh, when he met President Trump and shook his hand, said he was mildly nauseated. Well, when I listen to Garland speak and also my office, I get, I get, I get the dry heaves. Now, sir, if you look at these two individuals or listen to them, but take a good look at them when they talk, listen to their voice, look at their body language. They have absolutely no honor, no code or character. And, and I certainly will not cross the river with either one of them. And, and I'm telling you, yesterday, a young guy uh, very eloquently stated to you how he's denouncing uh, uh, um, his citizenship. He, he's um, denouncing his American citizenship. I'm not there yet, but I've never been so depressed with regard to my government in the 71 years I've been on the face of this earth. And, and, and I worked with the FBI in the 70s in the Colombo Squad and the Bank Robbery Task Force. I did 30 years in the NYPD, and you had some great men and women there. I don't I'm too old. I don't know what's going on now. But in closing, please let me say one thing. Who is going to sign the arrest warrant to arrest the murderer of Ashley Babbitt? Thank you. Appreciate your call so much, Louie. And you are word perfect, so nothing for me to add to it. <clears throat> There's an article in Politico, Trump world gripped with anger, fear, and a host of conspiracies about FBI search. And a wave of concern, even paranoia, is gripping parts of Trump world. What is Trump world? See, these people make up these things. What is Trump world? And how do liberals know Trump world? They don't know anything about the people that support Donald Trump. These are leftists. All they know about, they sit in their underwear at home or their pajamas at home and write news stories based on their own perspective of the world, which is totally biased. They don't know a damn thing about Trump world, supposedly. In the wake of news that the FBI agents executed a court-authorized search warrant at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago, Trump's allies and aides have been buzzing about a host of potential explanations and worries. They cite Monica Crowley in here, my dear friend Monica Crowley. There are no coincidences when it comes to the deep state. They could have done this raid a couple of days before or tomorrow, but they chose August 8th for a reason. That's what she said on the war room. She was on the war room. Now, <clears throat> what's wrong with that statement? Nothing. Why would they put that in here? Where's the rest of Monica's statement explaining what she meant and to put it in context? Where is it? Monica is a very intelligent woman. 
She's not going to make a statement that's ridiculous or absurd. So where's the rest of her statement? Trump world is no stranger to being deeply suspicious, even conspiratorial. How do you know? Who is Trump world? Uh, And then they have this sentence. There was no evidence that the Department of Justice did anything improper and, in fact, obtained approval from a federal court to obtain a search warrant. Again, they don't point to who the judge was. It was a low-level judge who donated thousands to Obama who was hanging around with Jeffrey Epstein. Funny, that never comes up in any of the left-wing reporting on this, isn't it? Funny that that never comes up. There's also no evidence, political that Donald Trump did anything wrong. But you don't bother putting that in here, do you? I'm telling you, these left-wing journalists are just, they are the worst excuses for journalists on the planet. You can get better journalism in third world banana republics than you can from the American left press. You are fake news. Let us go to Long Island and Danny. Danny, welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden, a.k.a. Boston Early. What's up? Rest easy, my friend, knowing that the great majority of Americans, if they were listening to that four-minute lie fest by our attorney general, laughed and knew it was all complete nonsense about the law of being applied equally. And I love the part where they blame, this is the best part, they blame Donald Trump for making this public as if the 16 SUVs with the lights and sirens pulling up at the mansion of the the former president of the United States was not going to get anyone's attention. If they didn't want anyone's attention, they would have let them know, listen, we have this thing. We want to come and get it. All they needed to do was send one car, one FBI agent. They could have walked in, drove. No one would have noticed. They They chose the time and the place, and they're the ones that made it public. And I'm sorry, but they messed up because it has awoken the sleeping giant. Everybody in America now knows what, if they didn't know already, if they were sleeping, that this justice system, the FBI was handed a laptop, as Rudy Giuliani would say, with child pornography on it and all kinds of things with the big guy, and they did nothing. They didn't go into Hill. They didn't show up at Hillary Clinton's house and take the server. These idiots sat down with the Boston bomber and let him go. These FBI, they are useless as far as crime fight. This is a political tool now. They are equal, and I'm a historian. They are equal, I swear, to, to the SS. They are the stormtroopers of the Democratic Party. They, they locked up Roger Stone, an 80-year-old man. They sent FBI agents on SWAT teams on a boat with machine guns. They locked up his economic advisor in the airport on a subpoena. We put him in leg shackles. This is unbelievable, and the only way it ends is uh, this November and two years from now. We have to vote these people out and cleanse this country of this this disease that is liberalism. Thank you so much. And I maintain once again, ladies and gentlemen, you may not want to hear this. Some of you, the FBI didn't just start being corrupt. They've been corrupt. And I know that there are good people in the FBI, and I'm not disputing that. I know that they're great agents. All they want to do is do their job and come home to their families at night. I get that. But as an agency, they've been corrupt. It's nothing new. And every time the FBI turns up corrupt, they just put in a new flunky at the top, and they say, okay, wait for it to go out of the headlines, and then they resume their corruption. The FBI needs to be demolished as an agency, and we need a new, from the ground floor up, 
agency with people that don't have political biases, that are not going to be beholden to the Democrat Party, that will follow the rule of law and not break it, and that are not racist the way that they handle the civil rights issues in this country. And the thing that can help is once they, if we ever were to finally dismantle this corrupt FBI, take J. Edgar Hoover, that criminal's name, off the building in Washington, D.C. There was a criminal responsible for building the FBI all these years. And politicians in Washington were too afraid of him to actually demand that he retire at 65, which is what he demanded all the other FBI agents do. In the closet, criminal, for all these years running the FBI. But yet and still, nobody will be totally honest about how corrupt this agency has been, not just now, but for decades. Let us go to Waukesha, Wisconsin. Corey, welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snirley. Good evening, Mr. Golden. You know, you may have answered this question. I apologize if I missed more than one episode. But can they honestly be this dense? I mean, (laughs) I don't understand how folks could be this thick. I mean, you, you not even looking at the commander in chief if he does have an ailment god bless him i hope he doesn't but the, the rest of these folks i mean can they seriously be that's it i mean dense is not the word that they are i have another word for it it's not dense there's one word that suits what's going on with the democrat leadership in this country and it is not dense the word is evil this is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, the lowdown. Bob Skaggs. The New York Post investigative journalist, Paul Sperry, has been suspended from Twitter because of something he tweeted, apparently. He tweeted this. Funny. Don't remember the FBI raiding Chappaqua or Whitehaven to find the 33,000 potentially classified documents Hillary Clinton deleted. And she was just a former Secretary of State, not a former president. Next thing you know, he gets a suspension. Apparently, the liberals are no longer afraid that Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter, so they're back to shadow banning and get getting rid of people on the right that they don't like. There's nothing in that tweet that is incorrect. There's nothing in that tweet that's misinformation. It's just... Somebody didn't like it. Let's go to Yonkers. Mike, welcome. You're on Bo Sterling's Rush Hour here on WABC. How are you, Mike? Hey, Bo. Thanks for taking my call. Listen, stop referring to these 
people as journalists, leftist journalists, because journalism is dead in this country. It doesn't even exist anymore for the reasons that you just described. Wow. Interesting. And you know what? I think a lot of people feel that way. They, You know, journal, the so-called journalists are not, I mean, who who is trusted least? I think they people trust Congress more than they do these people, and that's saying something. Mike, thank you so much for the call. Remember, Cats at Night is up next right here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Keep it right here. Mike, in Middletown, New Jersey, welcome. Your turn up on James Golden, Bo Snurdy's Rush Hour here on WABC. Hey, hey, Mike. Hey, James. Great to talk to you. You know, I'm a little concerned about the FBI, why we have concerns. As member, we learned in the Sussman trial that the FBI had a secure workstation in the Perkins, Perkins Coy Law Firm, which is the DNC's favorite firm. Gee, that's a little suspicious, don't you think? And the other thing I'd like to say is that uh, I seem to recall that Mr. Tr- President Trump was impeached the first time for trying to neutralize his political, potential political opponent, one Joe Biden, by making a phone call to Ukraine. What is Joe doing here with this raid? Exactly right. Now, you know, oh, great point. Two great points. Number one, this Perkins Coie, it's, it's amazing how liberals, Democrats, Hillary Clinton, has used law firms now to hide the corruption of their dirty tricks and what they're trying to do because they think that they can hide behind legal immunity, that there's a shield that can't be penetrated to tell the truth. These people are so corrupt, the entire lot of them, pure corruption. Let us go to Glenn in Edison, New Jersey. How are you, Glenn? What's up, Bo? Did you ever hear a guy named Ellie Mistel? Who is he? He was a host on MSNBC. And what he said about Herschel Walker really disturbed me. Oh, I know. This is that guy with the big white afro that's just such a racist bigot. He always spews these horribly inflammatory race things. Look, this is what NBC has become, that they allow this stuff. It's pretty pathetic. If anyone else had hurled these kind of racial, racially motivated hateful diatribes against someone on another network, a responsible network would immediately shut it down. But because it's going against a black conservative, this sort of racist bigotry, total hatred spewing is okay out of MSNBC. It's disgusting. And I've worked with all all different nationalities and uh, uh, couple of the black guys said, I'm not an African-American. I'm an American. I've never been to Africa. My mother's never been to Africa. My grandparents never been to Africa. We're, we're Americans. Well, look, I don't get offended by people hyphenating their experiences here in America. You know, <clears throat> I agree that we're all Americans, but we should be proud of our heritage. There's nothing wrong with that. But we are Americans first. We should first be proud to be in this wonderful land. There is no other land in the world, no other nation in the world like America, and there's every reason to be proud, fully vested and proud of America. Glenn, thank you so much for the call. Brian in Denver, Colorado. How are you, Brian? Good afternoon, Bo. I'll try to be brief. Um, uh, I um, have a fair amount of experience uh, working with both the DOJ and FBI as the uh, former elected official. And I approached them with extensive evidence that has now been uh, uh, verified in, in some of the mainstream media after many years. And it details 
several decades of sexual abuse in the schools where I served as an elected official. And despite that, the FBI, the DOJ, did absolutely nothing for not a year or two years, but several decades this occurred, and they did nothing. And during this time, I was attacked in my home by armed law enforcement officers, and I'm pro-law enforcement, and had a complete 100% pro-law enforcement voting record. So I'm not a uh, BLM protester by any stretch. And I thought that when you attack an elected official in in their home to keep them from doing their duty for the people that uh, they represent, is there anything less democratic than attacking at gunpoint those who you disagree with politically in their home to keep them from doing things in the political realm that you disagree with? Is there anything less democratic than that? And yet now we hear about the fears that the left has about democracy being on the way out. And it seems to me that for many, many years, nothing has been done to uh, do anything that uh, counters uh, that uh, idea. And I'll hang up and uh, listen or let you move on. Thanks a lot, Bo, and your taste in music is great. Thank you, Brian. I so appreciate your call. Uh, Brian, listen, I have been saying for as long as anybody will listen to me, and this episode is not the first time. You ask anybody who's listened to me for ages, I've been saying that the FBI has been corrupt for decades. I've been saying that for a very long time because they have been corrupt. The FBI, I want to say it again, and I'll keep saying it. The FBI has been corrupt for decades. The FBI cannot be fixed. It is time for us to admit the truth about the Federal Bureau of Investigation, that it is nothing more than an appendage of the Democrat Party, that it has been a political mission. Look, there was a report back in the days of LBJ how the Democrats were using the FBI to spy on Republicans even back then. The FBI is corrupt. They've been corrupt. It's time to face the truth. It is time to disband and dismantle the FBI. Am I saying that we need to be without a Federal Bureau of Investigation? No, we need someone to do the investigative work. We need to stand up a new agency where every single agent is correctly vetted, where the leadership is correctly vetted and non-political. And that is the only way that we will ever get equal justice out of the FBI. The Department of Justice has been corrupted. Everything Democrats touch, they corrupt. But especially the mechanisms of justice. If you think, if you doubt any of this, ask yourself how the FBI and the DOJ could try to depose a sitting American president and not ever be held accountable for their actions. Well, Catch at Night is up next. We'll be back tomorrow. Princess Di joins us tomorrow. I can't wait for her to weigh in on all this stuff. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. It has been a pleasure, as it always is, being with you today. I will be back tomorrow, 4 p.m. We'll see you then. Bye.